Hello everyone, happy Fit Friday. I am so excited to be finishing off our last Friday in February. It feels like this year is already passing by so quickly. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to really quickly touch on the February Fitness Challenge. I hope all of you have been participating to the best that you possibly can. Again, the challenge was 30 minutes of exercise five times a week, but whatever you can do is better than nothing. And I did want to highlight that and just say that I'm really proud of you if you've been making an effort to stay fit and healthy this month, even if you haven't been really doing the challenge. Um, And at the end of today's episode, I wanted to talk about our next challenge that I'm launching for March, which is still a fitness challenge, but it's just a little bit different than what we did in February. So now let's get into today's episode, which is all about yoga. I love yoga. I am not the best at it, but today I wanted to focus on the five main reasons that I think you need yoga in your life. The first reason is stretching. So I've already talked about the countless benefits of stretching all over this podcast in almost every fitness episode that we do. And the reason that I think stretching is really important is because I didn't really do it for a really long time. And so now that I've made a more concerted effort to incorporate stretching into my workout routines, I've noticed a really big difference in my flexibility and even in my strength, because um, I think that flexibility can really limit what you're able to do in a lot of different movements. And so when you're able to um, just get a little bit lower in your deadlift or whatever that is, um, it can take up your other workouts a notch. Flexibility is incredibly important because, again, it prevents injury. It's harder to pull your muscles if they have a greater range of motion. I think most people that don't like yoga don't like it because it's difficult um, in the sense that it employs so much of your flexibility. And I think that not liking something because it's difficult says a lot about you. There's definitely things that I don't like because they're difficult, but I'm kind of trying to actively work on that. Things that are difficult should be viewed as opportunities to grow and not things that we turn away from. And so I would encourage you if you aren't trying yoga or any other sort of Pilates workout or just anything that requires just a little bit more flexibility because you fear that you can't do it because you lack that flexibility, just take it slow like you would take anything else. Um, I think it's really important to know that we weren't born knowing how to do the things that we do. And so the things that are easy to us now are things that we um, worked on over time to make them easy for us. So I think we should view everything kind of in that lens. But back to the reasons that you need yoga in your life. So the second reason is that it's more than stretching. There are arm balances, sun salutations, headstands. And I think my favorite thing about yoga is that it levels up. So even once I think that I've completed a specific pose or I've achieved the furthest I can go in a specific stance, there's always something more that you can add on. Um, there's this amazing creator on TikTok and some of her flows are things that I didn't even know people could do. Like she'll go from a headstand down back into a pushup and then like upward dog. And it's like these beautiful poses that are going to take me years to get to. But seeing stuff like that is so inspiring and so cool because I want to be able to do those things. And I think that that's one of the best things about yoga is that you can really work towards bigger things and like you will never hit like like some sort of max weight or max rep Um, because I think that it definitely changes your body but after a while um, 
it's not like you have to fear getting too big or too small or anything like that. But that being said, I did want to note that every yoga class that I've been in, there's always been an attitude of improvement. There's no competition. The teachers are always so kind and they always remind you that um, wherever you are is fine and you can aspire to have other goals and dreams, but you have to go at the pace of your body. You can't force yourself to do more because you probably physically cannot get into those other poses. Unlike when you're weightlifting or doing any other sort of training, you can force yourself to lift to have your weight and you will get injured. But when it comes to yoga, because it's so dependent on your own body weight and your own flexibility, your body stops you and it's just more encouragement for you to practice more and to get better. The third reason I think you need yoga in your life is because it's an ancient practice. So yoga was created over 5,000 years ago for healthy living and each pose has a purpose. Yoga is very tied to spirituality. Um, So there's these things called chakras if you're not familiar with Hinduism or um, Indian spirituality. Each pose opens up a certain chakra or closes it if it's overactive. And each chakra corresponds with a certain aspect of your life. So, for example, your throat chakra. Certain moves that, for example, require your throat to be out and up, such as upward dog or cobra, are considered to open your throat chakra. And so if you have blockages in your communication, for example, if you're not able to um, effectively communicate with people in your life or effectively even communicate with yourself, those types of poses are meant to help kind of heal that. And I think that that's really cool, even if you're not into spirituality. Um, The fact that all of these things are very intentionally created for your internal health and not just the way that you look. And I personally love that. And if that draws you in, it's a great reason to get a little bit more yoga in your life. The fourth reason that I think everyone should do yoga is because you really can cater it to you. Um, While I was talking about all these headstands and arm balances and all these different difficult poses that I find to be really inspiring, I understand that other people don't really see their workouts in that way and may not see yoga in that way. And in that, I did want to touch on the fact that there's multiple different types of yoga. I personally have tried multiple different types of yoga, and I feel that each type is good for a different person or for the same person for different reasons. So there is yoga nidra for sleep. So if you're struggling with your sleep, there are specific poses that you can do and meditations you can listen to before you fall asleep to help with that. There's hot yoga, which is my personal favorite. I feel like it's very cathartic almost to go into the room and then come out. I just feel like the sweat adds like an extra layer of feeling like super refreshed and like all cleansed when I come out. But that's that's probably just me. Um, Yin yoga is another form that I've tried and it involves very deep stretching. So like kind of the static stretching we were talking about in earlier episodes where you go into a pose and you hold it for um, 30 seconds or longer. But I just really love yin yoga. Um, The next type that I've tried is vinyasa flow, which might be what most people are familiar with. It's a more smooth and fast style of yoga. And by smooth, I mean you're kind of flowing into each pose one after the other. You're not really stopping anywhere. Um, And so it can be very fast paced. And I think a lot of people do this form of yoga. But again, there's so many more types that I'm not even touching on right now. These are just some of my personal favorites and the ones that I've tried. So you can really choose what form of yoga works for you. And I think that's very powerful because that means that there literally is something for everyone in just this one style of training. 
The fifth reason that I think you need yoga in your life is because it's de-stressing. Yoga is very much focused on breathing and mindfulness. There's a lot of breath work involved and incorporated it into many of the poses. And often when you're in a yoga class, you'll notice, or even if you're watching one online, you'll notice that the teacher is cueing you in to the breath. So inhale as you reach to the sky or whatever the pose is. Um, And so that part you kind of learn as you go, I think, and it'll start to happen naturally. But in the early stages when you're in classes and learning, they usually cue you in, which is super helpful. But it's very much focused on being in tune with your breath, which I think is so important. Um, Breath work is really the key to relaxing yourself in times of stress. Um, And that's just like scientifically true as well, because when your body is panicked or stressed, everything amplifies each other reaction so your heart is racing so you breathe more shallow so you feel dizzy and then it just kind of like escalates from there but I would definitely say that the amount that yoga focuses on breath is really helpful especially if you're not very in tune with your breath throughout your day and by that I mean like you're not consciously like meditating and breathing naturally and so um I think yoga is a great thing to incorporate because it kind of forces you to do that. And that's the kind of person that I am. I personally can't really meditate or like I don't really enjoy it because it's very, very difficult for me. Um, I guess this goes back to what I was saying before. It is something that I try to work on, but I much more enjoy yoga because I personally um, love movement and I love working out. And so rather than meditation, yoga feels more meditative to me because I'm able to kind of move through things and that's how I work things out. Um, But that's just my personal reason that I love doing yoga. So my recommendations for people um, right now during the pandemic, I know that one thing that's been really difficult Um, in terms of learning yoga or any sort of activity during the pandemic is that um, yoga specifically is a very hands-on activity. Um, Obviously, like your teacher in class will ask if you're willing to be adjusted and things like that, but usually they'll come and adjust your arms or your legs in the pose because they can kind of objectively see you. Um, And so they're able to kind of help you either get deeper into that downward dog or whatever it is. So it's been kind of difficult to learn yoga during the pandemic, I think. But some of my favorite YouTube videos that I've been doing, um, if you go on Lululemon's YouTube, they have a couple yoga flows. I think there's a 20 minute power yoga flow on there that I absolutely love. Move with Nicole. Um, Move with Nicole is an Australian YouTuber and she does a lot of Pilates and yoga workouts, but she has um, a lot of like yoga flows, I think, that are super fun. Um, And then my last recommendation is to support a local studio or a local yoga teacher, if you know of any. Um, A lot of people move virtual and a lot of people are becoming trained yoga teachers and not really... um, working in studios but rather doing virtual classes so if you can try and do some research and find someone I'm sure they would absolutely appreciate that and I think it's really important to support local businesses especially during the pandemic. Now I wanted to go into announcing our March fitness challenge so for March I thought we should do mile a day March and for no other reason other than it kind of sounds catchy um, and I love catchy things so in March, my goal is to do one mile like six days a week. I pro- I probably won't be able to do that once you kind of hear what the criteria for that is, but that's my goal and I'm going to work towards it and do the best I can. 
So by a mile a day, I don't mean that you have to run or walk a mile, although those are perfectly good options. I personally don't love running or walking. So a mile a day march, I mean that you have to do a mile's worth of activity that is thoughtful in the sense that it is meant to be exercise or something that doesn't require just you doing your basic activities. So even if that's just going to the grocery store and like when you're at the grocery store, you get so many steps so easily because you're walking around like the entire store that can count as a mile if you hit a mile in that period of time. But I want you to hit a mile, not just like walking around your house or whatever is part of your daily schedule right now, because I know that a lot of us have become less mobile during the pandemic. And so a mile a day march is my way of trying to just be a little bit more mobile, even if it's not running, um, just for it to be like walking or something like that, because I think it's so important to um, kind of get up and take a break from your daily activities. So as long as you get a mile doing something that is not part of your daily routine, like going to the kitchen to get food or um, I don't know, wh- whatever is part of your daily routine, like you could go on a walk with your dog, whatever you want. Um, I just thought it would be a fun challenge for everyone to do. And I tried to make it pretty accessible so you don't have to go running or walking or working out necessarily. Whatever it is that's slightly different from your daily routine would be great. So um, I'll see you all next week, same time, same place for another Finance Friday. And that will be the first Friday of March. So we can kind of do a little check-in maybe to see how you all are feeling about Mile a Day March.